Just a little bit after one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, which means another installment of Between Two Femmes. I'm Mabali Muloi. And I'm Aspasia Karis. And welcome. Um, yo, I must just say from the get go, I know that winter is coming because <laughs> you're <laughs> sick. Because I'm ill now. I have she the flu. Is sick. And um, that's just not mentally. It's physically. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I admit to my mental issues as well, but this is a, this is more of a physiological problem. So that, that time so of the though, year. So yeah. That time of the year is definitely around the corner, oh, but no. I'm not going to bore you with my issues of being sick because we've got a chance for you to win with Samsung. Indeed we do. And because cliffcentral.com is turning one. We are celebrating by giving away half a million rands worth of smartphones. So you can win just by listening out for the all-important question on Cliff Central. Submit your answer on WeChat by tapping connect mm-hmm. and then competition on the menu. Mm-hmm. These are very important. You tap connect mm-hmm. and then competition on the menu. And this is on the Cliff Central mm. um, uh, WeChat account. And then you can get yourself a sexy little upgrade. Um, or a smartphone. Uh, it's a Samsung Galaxy S4 or a Samsung Galaxy Note. And here is the question. All right, pay attention. This is where the, the magic comes in. What time is the Laws of Life show on Tuesday? Ah, yes, with Gary Hertzberg and co. And that is such a good show. I tell you, um, I think it you was... You saw me at Willie's the other day where I was having a small moment with my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Did he come? I'm, I'm trying to, to, to say it wasn't that time of the month. Where the credit card suddenly goes, ah, no. Okay. But, um, <laughs> and then he was like, can I help you with your shopping? Did he come to your Lady, rescue? He did. He almost practically saved me. And then I said, no, no, no. That is very okay. sweet. <laughs> I have, I have a man for that already. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, you just need to answer that question. What time is the laws of life? Yes. Okay. And, uh, you on can, a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, that's correct. So you click on the Cliff Central account on WeChat. You go to connect, connect, and then competitions competition. and just type in your answer mm. and submit. Mm. And then there are um, some T's and C's apparently, and it's for the whole month of April. Oh, oh yeah, very exciting. No, it is very exciting. You know, we do turn one officially on the first of May. It was you know almost a year ago exactly that we went live with CliffCentral.com. And what better way to celebrate your birthday by giving away prizes to you? You know, it's, it's present, great stuff. Presents, yeah. Okay, we so have a very exciting lineup today because we've got Tasha in the house. Say hello, Tasha. Hi. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I need to turn your mic on. Oh, ah. <laughs> Say hello, Tasha. Turn the mic on. Hi, everybody. How are you? But first, the women's news. Yeah, okay. So let's get straight into the women's news for this edition of Between Two Femmes. Aspasia, let me start by asking you a question because you, you're a mother. Uh, when you were pregnant, did you, um, suffer from pregnancy brain? You know, that, um, well, actually, what is pregnancy brain? Why don't you tell me? Because I, I, if I had no, it, I wouldn't know. The statistics have, um, shown that there is such a thing as pregnancy brain. Okay. At the moment, I'm suffering from early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> so I'm not really sure, you know, whether pregnancy brain, and early onset Alzheimer's, there was a break between those two things mm-hmm. or whether they were contiguous. But now you have some research that says... Well, you know, scientists are now saying that baby brain, a.k.a. pregnancy brain, doesn't actually exist. And they're declaring the condition 
is all in your mind. It's all in our minds, ladies. It's all in our minds. That is that is very interesting. Who are these scientists? Mothers to be who are feeling forgetful and a bit slow on the uptake may blame it on baby brain, but in reality, this doesn't exist, according to scientists. While those who are pregnant may believe their memory is worse than usual, a study has found that they perform just as well as other women in mental tests. So they actually ran tests ah. on a group of pregnant women and then a group of women who are not pregnant, compared the results, and they said, actually, ladies, you all performed, e- performed equally well, and now they're saying pregnancy brain doesn't exist. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just worried about my brain in general. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant or not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's taken a downside. Uh, you know what? You wouldn't be the only one who's right about your brain, Nastasia, I'm afraid now, to say. I, I, it's been a week <laughs> of campaigns. Um, apparently, uh, I've, I've certainly noticed two that I thought are rele- relevant to us in the women's news. The one was Dove's Choose Beautiful campaign. And, you know, I just get like, I actually, I watched the campaign and what they did was around um, the world in five cities. So this was like cities from like in, in the east, cities in the west, cities in the south. Um, they, they put up signs on top of like sort of shopping malls mm-hmm. as you go in and you could choose to go through the beautiful door or through the average door. And then they filmed it. And there were so many women, the vast majority, who chose to go through the average door. And then obviously they questioned them. And I think in questioning them, it was it, it was really terrible. I actually wanted to shed a tear or a howl of frustration because I don't understand. What is wrong with women? Why do we have this inner voice that says, you're average? Average is like such a terrible word. I would never choose it. If I came up to it, one woman got so frustrated by the question, Mm -hmm. which is also another thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's actually like that's the problem with these sorts of things is when you look at it, you're like, actually, this is quite an irritating situation that they're putting me in. So would you describe yourself as average or above average or extremely gorgeous? I've been describing myself as average for a very long time. That is just terrible. And I'm sorry about that inner voice of yours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... You you must feel beautiful, whatever, because it's about how you feel, ultimately. Beyonce's Flawless comes to mind right exactly. now. Exactly, and that was the second campaign that I wanted to dwell on for right. a moment, which right. is the hashtag I'm no angel campaign, which uh, was a reaction. It was, again, Lane Bryant. Here's my other thing, whilst I'm talking about it, that it's these gigantic companies that need to, you know, big companies that make money off these campaigns, but nevertheless, who also raise these issues for us as women. So I have some reservations, but anyway, this, this campaign was, I'm no angel and it shows that you can be sexy at any size. And it was a reaction to the Victoria's Secret perfect body advert. What was that advert about again? So that advert was like a sort of series of women, obviously in their underwear, women like Candace Wannapool, um, Bahati Prince, Adriana, Adriana Lima. Lima. So all the, all the very beautiful the girls. The Victoria's Secret Angels <laughs> lined up and it says the perfect body and it was about like this new series of underwear. It caused a huge fracas on the interwebs. People were like mm, very angry about this because implying that all other bodies, unless they are Victoria's Secret Angels, are not perfect bodies. Well, and also so because the I'm No Angel campaign Shows that you can be sexy at any size and they have some of the plus size models, um, like Ashley Graham, famously, amongst others, 
modeling. And I have to say, it's a very empowering, very beautiful. Yeah, effort. okay. I mean, yeah, look, I suppose it was necessary and that's fine because let's, let's admit it. There are very few of us who actually do look like your Bahati Prince Lures or your Adriana Lima. I mean, we, we don't, we're not shaped like models. You know, these are exceptions to the rule. So yeah, so they said, they said to Bloomberg that, um, our I'm No Angel campaign is designed to empower all women to love every part of themselves. All right. Uh, well, let me let me ask you what you think of this, because apparently a whopping two thirds of us, that's 60 percent of us, mm. lie about ourselves when we're on a first date. Right. And this is men and women. I think we might just continue lying about <laughs> ourselves and to ourselves, <laughs> just not even on the first date. But here's the interesting thing in terms of what men lie about and what women lie yeah. about. Um, activity website Chili Sauce polled over 8,000 people about their sneaky dating tendencies. And they found that men are most likely to, to lie about how wealthy they are and where they work. <laughs> so they'll lie about being a pilot, about being a neurosurgeon. Well, about being a pilot right now is like <laughs> on the down. Okay. Say, it's not that hot. So men will typically make themselves look um, more better to the woman mm-hmm. and, you know, they will up their, their salary in terms of what they earn. Their game, yeah. Uh, but what do you think us girls lie about, Asbasia? Our breast size. <laughs> no, it's it's actually... <laughs> It's actually not our breast size, but it is another type of number. Women lie mostly about their age with us shaving like up to four years off our age. So this is what women feel is most bothersome to them is, you know, you want to present yourself as much younger than what you actually are. So I just thought that it was my um, great grandmother. Yeah. Used to say like when people would ask her how old she was because she was like quite a coquette, you know, she fancied herself quite beautiful and what have you she would just say i'm as old as i look (laughs) what are you asking me (laughs) and you know if you happen to look 10 years younger than what you actually are then that's how old that's how old you are um and then hillary clinton i'm so excited about this because you know everybody's saying that hillary clinton is going to be the next american president uh can you imagine that can you imagine that after a black man then a woman oh what a scandal Uh, so hillary clinton has hired a google executive as her tech uh, chief um, analyst um, and you know she hasn't officially um, declared she hasn't yet. officially declared that she is running for uh, the presidential candidacy but people are expecting her to make an official announcement later this month and I tell you it's going to be interesting times for American politics it will certainly make for an interesting race I actually think that we should have a presidential race in, in, in South Africa, if you know what I mean, the actual race, because yeah. it's terribly exciting. Look, let's not even, let's not even get started with our politics. I mean, with all the news that's been in the headlines this past week. Um, should we leave it at that for the women's I think news? We should leave it at that. Okay. Uh, very excited this afternoon to be joined by Natasha Sideris, who, if you don't know, is the founder of Tasha's, uh, that awesome chain of, uh, restaurants that we all like to frequent. And, you know, they, I mean, they're just great. They're amazing. So that's who we're chatting to this afternoon. Remember, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can call us on 0861-555-189, or you can message us straight through to the Cliff Central account on WeChat. And, uh, so join us over the next 45 minutes or so with Natasha Sideris right here on Between Two Fems, cliffcentral.com.
<laughs> Pussycat Dolls on Between Two Frames right here on cliffcentral.com with Stick With You. Um, just a reminder, a chance for you to win yourself a Samsung Galaxy S4. Um, and all you have to do is answer this very simple question. Submit your answer on WeChat by tapping connect and then competition on the menu. And the question you need to answer is what time is the Laws of Life show on Tuesdays? So just send the time in and um, as soon as we find a winner, we'll let you know who that is. But for now, we are going to go straight into um, our little chat, our little <laughs> conversation with Natasha Sudiris. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Oh, can I, can, is it okay if I say that it's taken a while for us to, to you get know, because to, she's so like, has, it's, it's been completely my fault. <laughs> she's really busy. You must it be a uh, half an hour early. <laughs> you are an extremely busy woman. So thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's a pleasure. But I suppose the question is, what have you been busy doing? Because you are hectically busy. I, I have been hectically busy. I think with the opening of our first international store, things have really ramped up in terms of pace. And that is in Dubai. It is in Dubai. Ooh. So we opened in August last year. So a lot of the time I've been traveling. Uh, just launched our, our cookbook. So that's been quite intense. Yes. Yeah, we've got the launch tonight. We which do is have the launch terribly tonight. exciting. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. fabulous. This is Timeless Cafe Classics. That's the name of the book. Yes. And uh, when did you launch the book and how's it going? How are the book sales going? So the, the launch of the book is actually quite a story because we launched it last year in December and I wasn't actually, Aspasia came and, and saw me and I was devastated. I wasn't happy with the, the print and there was a bit of an issue with the binding. So we sent the book back and actually we relaunched it and reprinted the entire book, all 7,000 copies. Oh my and it launched a month ago. And already it's on the top 10, top 10. in South Africa. Yes. But well, congratulations. congratulations. But here for me is the, the rub. This book, it's not unusual for me. When I heard the story and she said, no, I'm withdrawing all the, I don't know. I was like, hmm, this sounds like the Natasha Sedaris that I know because it's no coincidence that the, I think the, the reason that you are so successful at what you do is because you're a perfectionist. When I observe you and I've observed you over many years in many. action, I go, look at her. I mean, she is crazy. This is a crazed person <laughs> in a very particular way. So say, for example, when you walk into Atasha's and you look at the sugar on the table, uh. do you know how finickety this lady sitting here is? How many sugars, Natasha, must be in the bowl? Well, it's not only about the amount of sugars. That all the sugar bowls have to be facing exactly the same way. The salt and pepper has to be facing the same way. Peppers on the left, salt on the right, or vice versa, depending on the store. And how many sugars? It's about 25, 25, and about no more than 15 candorals. Please don't go and check, because you'll find some stores are wrong. I'll get a and nervous twitch. Get very, she gets a nervous twitch. I do get but a nervous twitch. But for me, twitch. when I realized that this is the level of detail yeah. that she is obsessed with, I was not surprised when she said, actually, I'm withdrawing the book. It's not quite right. I was looking at it. I was like, now, you know, I am in the post, like I produce this stuff every month. And I was like, hmm, she should come and join us. Do a little <laughs> bit of um, <laughs> does, quality control at Marie Claire. Does that suggest a bit of an OCD type it, of? It, it certainly does. And I, okay. and I, I think being a little bit obsessive compulsive is necessary if you are going to maintain a certain level of success in a restaurant business over a long and extended period of time. Because right. there are so many little details that come into play that make up the bigger picture. So a lot of people will say, oh, I'm going to open a restaurant and then it's probably busy for the first six months to a year. 
And then when those little details um, start, start slipping. slipping and start disappearing, mm. that's when the bigger picture falls apart. So for me, uh, you have to be OCD. You have to worry about the little piece of paper on the floor, the how many sugars are in the sugar bowl or how they're facing, or whether the chair's pushed in properly or you know, all of those things are absolutely critical. You know, my brother and I walked into one of those um, cell phone network service providers the other day, and the service was shocking. It, yes. was, it was horrible, to say the very least. And this is the thing. Are you is, allowed to name them? Well, it name was, and shame them. it was telecom. But, <laughs> you know, the, the point that I'm trying to get to is hearing, you know, somebody like you, yeah. who is so... Um, uh, focused on offering a good service mm-hmm. to your clientele to the point where the detail goes down to how many sugars you have in the bowl mm-hmm. and how the, which direction the, the salt and pepper mm-hmm. are facing in. These are serious levels of detail, but this is the kind of effort that one needs to put if you're in the service provision business, correct? I, I, I think that people, when they get up in the morning, can go anywhere they like to have a meal. Yeah. Um, they can have food at home, they can make themselves a meal. So you've got to create an experience. And part of that experience is the environment that you're sitting in, the service that you're giving. How do you make that person feel in the space? And and, and what are you... Frankly fabulous. Thank you. my experience. Thank well, you. Say that again. Just frankly fabulous. <laughs> um, hopefully everyone feels that way. And then, of course, the food. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's let's speak a bit about the food because, I mean, obviously you're launching the cookbook and everything. but And a new menu. We've just launched Countrywide. So, uh, yeah, so now I have new an menu obsession. Items. I have my particular obsession there, Tasha's, which yes. is the salmon tartare, which I eat with like wild abandon. <laughs> like, I actually get that look in my eye and I like look at Sharon and we go, salmon tartare. And then we get into our cars and drive. Yeah, yeah. So, um but how do you actually, like, I mean, I think you actually reinvented cafe food for South Africa because I think people were, like, so satisfied with the year-old soggy chamadino, yeah. which, like, Fish you chips. know, just it's actually <laughs> shocking. And now when I go into some of these places, I think, what is wrong with people? Why are they tolerating these yeah. appalling meals when they could go to Tasha's? No, that's not Thank a big you. advert, but there, Very there is. Blushing. But there is a fact. Like, I think you, you lifted the, the game. I, I think if and you, what look, is it about? I think food? if you look back when I started in 2005, not when I started in the food business, because that was in 93, down the road here, yes. Fishmonger. So, yes. um, with your dad. Yes, with my dad, who I wish was here, oh, especially on too. days like today. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, when I started in 2005, if you looked at, um, our segment of the market, the food industry, there were, you know, themed restaurants, Italian, Portuguese, one or two high end, and then there were lots of mass chains. And when I started Sashes, there was sort of nothing in between relaxed, still chic, and, and that offered um, something other than the tramazinis and the slice of cake and a cup of coffee. So I wanted to give people… A bad cup of coffee, yeah. I might add. Um, coffee from a filtered coffee But food has actually so, altered since then. Thank you. I, th- I think we've 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 certainly um, carved quite a niche, and then there's been a lot of people who've sort of fallen into that segment now. But in terms of food, it's really simple. It's good quality ingredients from the best suppliers, so monitoring monitoring those suppliers, and then putting together really good ingredients in a very simple way. So not trying to get too clever, and letting the ingredients speak for themselves. So now this is what happened to me. I said to Tasha, "I'm on this like terrible show. Come dine with me." <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Okay. And I need help. Uh, what shall I make? And she said, the latest thing, the latest thing. And obviously <laughs> she knows what the latest thing is. And I said, I'm worried my like little, like sort of, I was making these little 
goatee tartlets. They might be too dry by themselves. So she said, no, you're going to roast the tomatoes like this. They must be on the stem. This is where you're going to go get them. Yeah. And then I remember. <laughs> you must get microgreens. I was, but they're not selling microgreens anywhere. Come past here, she said. I will give you the microgreens because she was ahead of the <laughs> no, curve. Now they're everywhere. Now they're everywhere. Now they're yeah. in Willies. You can pick up the microgreens. But at the time, I was like introducing the microgreens. <laughs> then the, the guy on the show, you know, the voiceover goes, oh, she's such a name dropper. <laughs> and she's like so pretentious with her microgreens. Oh, like, da, da, da. And I was like, I'm pretentious because I spoke to Tasha and she told me microgreens, microgreens. is the way to go. Listen, I, I think there's a, a, a fine balance between like having stuff that's really on trend and trendy and things that are going to stay. And I, I think food's moving at such a fast pace these days that it's quite scary. And we've decided to sort of keep uh, a hold onto the the real classics instead of moving too fast with too many trends because mm. I think that things come and go. You know, kale. America's full of kale. We've got kale on our menu now. Of course we do. But <laughs> I don't know. And what the hell is kale? All, the kale whole, is all of the kale is going to get depleted yeah, by the Americans. <laughs> Um, is finished. So you, you, you launched in Dubai last year. I you did said. in August. Um, that process must have been, I mean, that must have entailed quite a lot of work. It did. And Qu- because at the same time as being obsessive compulsive, I am extremely cautious. Okay. Uh, so if you look at the attaches, we've got, um, 12 stores. We've only been around for 13 with Dubai. So in 10 years, which is really slow growth. A lot of people say, wow, that's amazing. But it's like one and a bit store a year, which is not a lot. So Dubai was a very, very long process. I went back and forth for two years until I decided on the site, until I found the right partner. Um, I did a lot of research and then, you know, then we decided and that was it. And then when you launch in a, in a different country, mm. do you, do you kind of stick to the, the, the Tasha's formula or do you then adjust the menu a little bit to the tastes and styles we, of, we, of the local cuisine in whichever country you're launching? We in? certainly adjusted it. Not too much because yeah. we know what works. And um, we still got, you know, the, the favorites on the menu, but we did do some Middle Eastern twist without being, um, I don't know what the right word is, trying to do their food better than they do yes. because no one can do Arabic better, food better than the Arabs. Yeah. You know, you're in Dubai. So we'd put um, on a couple of our dishes just a few Arabic twists. To sumac. Exactly. You put you know, sumac. We sumac did put sumac. Like we did a stuffed aubergine with, yeah. you know, like a veal crumble <laughs> and a bit of pomegranate dressing, those types of things that appeal to the local taste profile, but you're not trying to imitate their food or mimic it because it's like going to, to them. like going to Greece and trying to make Greek food better than the Greeks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, what is what is then going to be the next step? I mean, it sounds like you're kind of on a take, world o- take over the world yeah. mission well, here. The most is- exciting project at the moment is Nelson Mandela Square okay. for me. I think it's um, it's so exciting for me too because I work next to Santon okay. and there's nowhere to eat there. Mm. Uh, an iconic site for us, one that we intend on being, you know, uh, in forever, we, we've signed a, a, a long lease and we intend on renewing every every couple of years because we we want to be on the square. Um, we're putting a spin on 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 Tasha's. It's going to be. Um, Do you think that's where they're going to move the road statue? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's going to be hidden in a no, basement that's hidden. It's somewhere. Hidden. It's, it's not going to reappear. I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, no, that's that's been, that's going to be placed in a basement somewhere where nobody will see. 
yet. And then it's the Rose Mandela Foundation. <laughs> they can like look at each other across the square. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. The libraries. Yes. <laughs> um, and then what about what about future plans to I don't know North America, South America. So I've just come back Europe. from the states, yeah. and um, America is an exciting place. Um, Los Angeles, California is is incredible. It's very vast. And so um, much kale, I hear. So much kale. There's just <laughs> kale everywhere. <laughs> it's just full of kale. It's growing on the pavement. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, LA is an interesting place. Uh, California is, is interesting. I've, I've, it was in, in New York, which is a inspirational and I ate at 18 restaurants in four eat? days. Tell I, us, give us a list. Mm. Wow. Help us out here. So I ate at a place called Il Buco. Marta, the spotted pig. Oh, I love the, the spotted, spotted pig. pig. Is incredible. They have the best chips. Never the mind. The chips are incredible. The chips are like incredible. Slap chips. No, they're like. I've come back. I've had to starve. <laughs> <laughs> I ate so much. <laughs> that's that's okay because that's that's New York. But let's just pause here at the spotted pig for a moment. <laughs> Uh, because I'm craving the chips. I am craving the chips. They are tiny little string chips. Shoe string. And yeah. they also, they fry them with rosemary. So mm-hmm. you, the rosemary in Ooh, there, I'm telling you. Very fun. I am, salt, I am with Tim Nooks and yet, mm. you know, I am his acolyte. I do what he says. No carbs, no carbs. But there, I was like, no. And I'm it's sorry, a huge Tim. bowl. I couldn't hear him in my ear. <laughs> The little Tim voice. <laughs> you just pushed that voice I so far down like, in, sorry, in your look, body. It, it didn't stand a chance. He was the victim of the early onset Alzheimer's that we were discussing earlier on. Yes, which I'm <laughs> getting as well. <laughs> yes, By no, the way. That, that is what comes of, um, yeah. Getting older. Whatever. <laughs> we, we, we it's, not, it's, the, it's not the age. We're going to lie. It's like it's a first the age. My family only just met you. You must it's lie like about the age. 25. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, we're all 25 at this point. Um, but you were, you were talking about LA and, and what makes it so interesting. Uh, uh, LA is an interesting market because, um, you know, it's quite similar to South Africa in terms of, uh, eating out because people are up really early. So I also went to Miami and people don't get up because it's a quite a transient place and people are up late. So it's a club. They don't. It's a holiday place and people only sort of start going out for meals at 12, 1230 for us. If I was to look at the States, LA would be an obvious choice for me, um, because it's up early. Mm. It's got a certain pace to it and, and, I, and there's a, certainly a gap. Hmm. So we'll see. Hmm. London, a few more in Dubai. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's, let's talk about your book. Yes. I mean, is this, is, is it, a, is it a cookbook? Can I, can yes. I go and buy your book and then take it home and attempt to? You can. And the recipes <laughs> to are replicate. super simple. Yeah. Okay. Thank really, goodness for really that. Really easy. <laughs> It's so beautiful. David Ross shot it. So he's like one of the top food photographers. And David has been shooting my he's food been shooting, since day one. And he's been shooting this book, I might add, since day one. Well, he wants me to start on the next one, like next week. <laughs> Every day I see him, I'm like, he, he's like, he lives in Cape Town. Yeah. And he's always popping up here and there, shooting, shooting. And yeah. you're like, so it's, it's been a work of love, this thing. It has been. It's been, it, and, and I have to say thank you to Tessa Graham because because I'm so busy, and you guys will know, because I've missed so many of these interviews. I that, wouldn't say missed. It's just been uh, actually setting them up. Setting them in <laughs> So Tessa, um, Tessa's been integral in really making oh, the she project She's an happen. amazingly interesting person. She because is. she worked closely with Jamie, Jamie Oliver. Oliver. Correct. Oh. And made him into a household name. Because yes. there was a time when he was just like 
a, a young chef Correct On some reality I think when TV Tessa show Tessa joined him He had eight people working for him And when she left him He had over 150 people working for him So Wow But when she joined you You had 150 people working for No, no, for no you. We've got and 150 so actually, people working in the store He's pretty worried about what will happen here Five at head office only There's five of us <laughs> oh, Is there just five of you? Well, now there's ten You see? Yeah Oh, dear but how much harder does it become the the faster and the more that you grow? Much. Yeah. Much harder. Much harder, especially if you're a control freak. It be, and, and you have to change your change your management style. And it's more. it becomes more about managing people. And I'm not a great delegator. It's a skill that I'm having to learn um, because I really want to do everything myself. Mm. Um, today is a point in case, the function tonight. Everyone's told me to back off and just arrive. <laughs> I'm frightened. But I'm sure the team will do well. So as as your business grows, you've got to learn to manage people and put the right people in the right places as opposed to physically doing the stuff yourself, which is it's it's tough. You know, I I'm a restauranteer, that's what I am. I'm not a corporate animal, I don't um But you are also a natural leader because like I mean you were the yeah. head girl at Saheti. Embarrassing I just want to mention that. Yeah, embarrassing. Like, <laughs> you guys <laughs> you guys really go way back. But only about three years way, ago way was she the head girl, just saying. And so, you know, a yes, few. Yes, 25, I'm 25. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, so, no, I got so it. I got it. A few years ago when she was the head girl, she, she was always a natural leader. So people gravitate towards taking direction from you. But, um, if you had to give advice to say yes. a young entrepreneur who was like listening in and going, mm-hmm. hmm, I mean, you're, you're incredibly impressive. You've, Thank you've, you. you've inspired certainly a lot of us. Thanks. Uh, what is the what is your what is your word of advice? What I what Cash. I find um, for any young entrepreneurs wanting getting wanting to get involved in in the food business in particular is that they have the wrong impression that it's going to be easy and there's a romantic notion that you're going to open this restaurant and your friends are going to come and you're going to socialize and it's going to be glamorous. It isn't that. It's really hard work. So the advice would be for them to prepare themselves for a lot of self sacrifice. A lot of hard work. Get advice from as many people as you can, but listen to your gut. And then uh, a lot of good financial advice, which I never had in the beginning. And it was mm. tough for me. You know, me too. And I mean, is it is it enough to just be a lover of food not. to get into the restaurant business? Or no, so I never to... call myself a chef right. because I'm not. Okay. And I didn't go to hotel school. And I actually didn't go to business school. I'm a... I suppose you'll correct my pronunciation, a restaurateur. <laughs> and so it requires a, a, a lot of different skill sets. So you've got to be able to deal with people. You have mm. to have an understanding of food, sourcing, mm. plating. You've got to understand numbers. I said you've got to love it. You've got to understand space. So it needs some. Ah, let's touch on space for a moment yeah. because, I mean, this is so exciting. In Dubai, yes. you have like basically supported South African design with Wild Abandon, which you've also done throughout the various stores. Yes, but important for us. But this is so exciting because you were telling me, and it was so beautiful. Like there's the Doctor Mrs. There's Tonic. There's it's Gregor Jenkins. Tell us what you've done. So, um, so because that's the thing with the spaces, they're also terribly aesthetically lovely. They feel like these like beautiful cafes that you want to sit in. Thanks. It's really important. And I think any restaurateur who thinks they're just going to serve a good plate of food and give service is making a mistake. So the space has got to be stunning. For me, in Dubai, it was really important to celebrate um, South African artists. And um, so we've got a Gregor Jenkins table. The inlay in the floor was done by... Um, an artist, yeah, it's a, a, a copper inlay. We've got Ilona O'Neill who did our installation. 
And uh, Lona and Neil is the one who does those paper. Yes, and tonight you'll see her installation as well. She's done oh, really? one over the, the table. But how exciting those paper designs! Because where did you see her? That's the thing is that you're very observant of she was all sorts of introduced stuff. to me by my amazing interior designer Nadine Buck, who gets me in every way, and she's actually responsible for the spaces. So I have to give her all the credit. She's um, we work really well together, but at the end of the day. Uh, She'll design a space and I'll say, I really like that or I don't like that. And she fights me. Yesterday we had a bit of an argument about the benches in, in, in Nelson Mandela Square. So, which I like because she challenges me. She's not a yes girl. Um, I also love those books. Yes. Lisa Anchipenti, which is actually not South African. No, she's not South African. Because, because. But where did you see those books? Just research. I do a lot of research. Less now than I'd like to because I'm so busy and it's something I've got to, you know, find time for. But because Perry Store, Tasha's Rosebank, has got a New York theme to it, um, I wanted to bring the books from the States and Lisa's a, a fantastic artist and she did the books for us. We're actually ordering some more from her because some of them are looking a bit tired. So we're bringing. People have been reading them. They've been, uh, they've been pulling them down. Pulling them down. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about the, the amount of work that goes mm. into the restaurant business. Um, tell us what was the, the time difference between when you first launched the first, um, Tashas mm-hmm. to the second one. And in, in that time, in between that time, were there moments where you thought, I, this is, this Too is, much. I, I'm not going to survive. I'm not going to make it because I another, like an, that today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, today you watch on, on 13 different, different restaurants. Um, so I, I, it, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Because it's very gratifying work. You know, when your staff are happy and your customers are happy and you're producing a good quality meal and your stores are busy, you're happy. Mm. But to get it to that is, it's relentless and it's all consuming. Make no mistake. Mm. There is, although I do go on quite a few holidays, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. For inspiration. Yeah. But when you're in it and now we're building up to, to the square, um, it's all consuming. You got to be a hundred percent focused. Of course, there's times where I think, Oh my God. What am I doing? You know, I've opened enough stores. It's enough now, you know. And and in particular, when I started, it was really difficult because I didn't have the finance. Mm. You know, I had to go to some shady characters <laughs> to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. yeah. not talk about the Greek mafia. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 focus on um, on on the you. You also had the amazing opportunity at about store four or something. Mm-hmm. You hooked up with a famous brands brand who just basically store saw the two. talent. Store oh, number two. Store number two. So, uh, we, I had already signed two leases at Morningside yes. and Melrose. So on paper, it was four stores. So I had Ethel, Bedford, Melrose, and Morningside lined up. Those hadn't um, opened yet. And then I did a deal with famous brands in 2008. So to answer your question, it was 2005 Ethel, 2007 was Bedford View. Then I did my deal. And then, you know, I started rolling the rest out. You mentioned your father earlier. Yes. Um, I mean, if we could, if we could just go back, because yes. I, I get the sense that that's kind of where the passion and maybe the influence uh, started or the, came from. The was dedicated to my dad. Right. Uh, um, he was my mentor. I used to phone him a hundred times a day. I, on a day like today, before the event or before coming to you guys, because I was really nervous. Yeah. I would have phoned him maybe 15 times a day. Ah, oh, is it you again? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> um, and he taught me everything I know. And he's also, he was a huge support. Um, and, uh, a very successful restaurateur in his own right. So my dad had Fishmonger. He had Squires Loft, the town tavern. Wow. He opened a store in Portugal. 
So you learned, you learned at the. I did. I, le- I learned. I should have learned not to 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 do it <laughs> because you used to work so hard. <laughs> so at no, the, I love it. At this stage, is it? I mean, is it pretty much you, Natasha, as mm-hmm. as the business, or is it more of a family business inclusive? So it's, no, of it's a hundred percent me and my brother. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, without him, uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Sava is in the trenches. He does all of the really hard work. He does all of the store openings. He's at Hyde Park now, business setting up. Um, and so Sava joined me in late 2006, so not long after I opened Athol, a year and a bit after I opened Athol. And um, we own the business together with the Famous Brands. It's very exciting. No, it is. Thank but um, before we get on to our really, really difficult two-minute questionnaire. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's possibly the <laughs> toughest thing that you're going to have to deal with. <laughs> put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm really nervous. What, what is your... Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. My God. <laughs> what is your most inspiring... Um, who who inspires you? Wow, that's a tough question. In, in, in terms in of industry, restaurateuring, yeah. Neil Perry. Tell us a bit more. Uh, so Neil Perry is an, like an Australian <laughs> chef. Uh, he is really a chef, restauranter yeah. as well. He owns uh, some of the most um, successful restaurants in Australia. Um, he is very sincere. It's not a show. Mm. Um, I've actually met him, so mm. I, I know the sincerity. He's very talented. Things are beautiful and simple. And... Um, He's got some of the most amazing cookbooks, and it's not about the flesh. It's just mm. about the love of food and people. Mm. So, you know. Okay. And, in fact, my favorite cookbooks are Neil Perry cookbooks. Ah. There's a book called Neil Perry, not The Food I Love. To Self. Yes, Not but, Yourself. <laughs> but and The Rockpool Barn Grill. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question mm-hmm. um, before I ask all those other questions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you had to pin your sort of – thing on the next big thing in food mm. what is it Look, pin your flag a, or what, is it? what is the metaphor i'm grasping for i mean I, you know what i'm pin your flag i'm completely almost embarrassed to expose myself here but i didn't even realize that we had trends in food i'm just like you know what it's like fashion <laughs> no, i did not um I did not really? realize Look, that. It yeah. was like the microgreens. Did you not get exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> <No. laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, it's a difficult one. A lot of people are saying Mexican's going to be the next big thing. I don't think so. South Africa is a difficult market to peg a trend on. Mm. Uh, I know health is becoming a huge thing. And mm. I think within our menu, we've done like a calorie counter and we, we're doing the banting thing, you know. And when you were in New York, what did you see, sense there? You know, there's so many different, uh, I went to so many different concepts. That's yeah. why I, 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 it's difficult to say that there's just one type of trend. I don't think so. Food's become so diversified. People are treating it like art. It's like canvases and one guy's doing stuff from top to tail, mm. spotted pig, and other people are doing completely vegan and healthy. And then there's the good old classics like Cipriani, which mm. I, you know, mm. I love. So, so what was your but best I think, eating experience in New York? Wow. As a whole evening, I'd say I went to a place called Beauty in Essex, designed by um, Beauty in Essex. Beauty and Essex. And Essex. Yeah, and you walk in. I suppose you've got to go. Are they like Essex girls? Yeah, no, they're not. No, no, Essex no, 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 girls. no. So you, you you walk in and there's like a, a hodgepodge of it's like a little shop, like a pawn shop. Oh yeah. And then you walk through these doors and there's this restaurant and it is the most amazing space, and um, just the most incredible food. Uh, Tapa style. Oh yeah. And there's a bar upstairs and it's designed by Avroco who are fantastic architects, probably the best architects in New York, interior designer architects. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so beauty yeah. and aesthetics. I hope we're beauty all taking notes. Now, I'll send you the list. When Please. when these uh, trends in food mm. come and go, do you as restaurateurs sit there and think, "Oh my God, well this this is how it's going to affect our business"? Has to be very cautious. Yeah, I so, mean now with the whole banting thing. Yeah. Do you kind of sit there and go, oh crap, now what do Not I do? Not to mention mm. care. No, I think, <laughs> oh. think you've got to be very careful and we've just launched a new menu now and what we've done is we've done a calorie counter, we've done the banting thing and we've observed certain trends and put stuff on and there's a clamor from people to say, ah, you took off the Texas salad or you took off the golden pear, you took this off. Mm. So I think you've got to be very cautious. Um, there's a place for classics. Okay, and, and then you know we're lucky because we've got our signature menus, and that's where you can innovate and uh, make sure that you're doing stuff that's that's on trend. So, and what is the most works. exciting thing we can expect in the Santa Nelson Mandela Square store? You know, <laughs> um, people have celebrated um, Africanness in either a quite a, a rustic safari type of look, or in a typical. Um, I don't want to uh, yeah, yeah, name yeah. restaurants, but yes, um, yeah, tribal yeah. type of, of way. And what <laughs> we're doing is we're celebrating Africa in a very glamorous way. So it's mm. going to be completely high end. So I think that's going to be nice for people to see in terms of a space. Um, and we are doing a, not a private dining area, but a very high end area at the back. So all the people who are going to come to Sanson who want to have meetings, I suppose when you're there for your meeting or you want to meet someone and you want to make them feel special, we're doing a back area with 30 seats, white tablecloth. Ooh. Yeah, and a champagne bar. Where you'll be able to buzz, <laughs> buzz for your champagne. And we are doing Is there going to be a bell on the table? There will be a buzzer at the uh, counter where it says press for champagne. Yes, I love it. And we're doing the most amazing homemade breads with um, stunning sandwiches. that you On the trot, you'll be able to get them little sandwiches. Don't like speak to me of the bread. Don't speak to oh, me. <laughs> okay. Here is our very difficult two-minute question. Oh, my gosh. Brace yourself. Uh, I mean. <laughs> and you have to just answer it quickly. I thought so I was answering ponder. questions this whole time. <laughs> you have been answering, but now these are the real ones. Yes. Okay. What is your greatest fear? Failure. What's in your handbag? I don't own a handbag. That is so pretty. <laughs> I was waiting for that. You know what? I know she doesn't. I am, I am envious of that. <laughs> I do not own a handbag because I don't wear makeup. No, be, be, because actually handbags just accumulate clutter for a I lot agree. of women. And it's just so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but I was waiting for this because I knew this is the one person who's going to answer. I don't have one. Okay. If your house was burning down, mm-hmm. what three things would you take? Obviously, apart from your family. Sure. That's a tough one. Uh, wow. Nothing. All material things can be replaced. But if I had to, I recently bought a painting that I love that reminds me of my grandmother. So I would definitely take that with. By whom? Hodgins. Oh, my favorite. Hodgins, my favorite. Yeah. Um, sure. I've never thought about it. Uh, I suppose you got me on the spot here. My laptop. <laughs> it's got all my phone, all my work in it and my and my phone, I suppose, yeah. I don't I don't I don't place a lot of value on material things unless they're very emotive because I think they can be yeah. replaced and as you you know as you procure more and more things the, the less important they become. That's a, that's a refreshing refreshing response. Yeah. Definitely not my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Why not your clothes? It's <laughs> not high on her priority list. It's just not on my priority list. Yeah. <laughs> got other interests. Who do you admire and why? And obviously this is not relating to 
What's the name of that chef again? Neil Perry. Neil Perry. Neil Perry. Don't forget him. Perry. I won't forget him. My brother. He's um, when I've wanted to quit, he's never let me. He's um, challenges me. He's determined. He's gritty. He drives me insane. But yeah. Okay. What um, character trait? Um, traits. Traits. <laughs> I can never pronounce this word. Do you despise in others? Despise. I must change that question. So yeah, I, don't I think have to say I think despise or, tra- or despise. Well, okay, what? Dislike. What? Dislike. Dislike. I mean, you could do maybe without dramatic. without somebody being ignorant, for example. I mean, ign- being ignorant is not people anything. People are very self-absorbed. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Uh, That's true. Selfish people. Stingy. I hate stinginess. Oh, it's my, it's my, it's actually, in fact, it's on, on the top of my list. Because <laughs> I think if you're stingy, then you're stingy you with yourself. You can just buy stingy people. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to change this question. Yeah. And, and remove the word trait. Over because I can never pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, rephrase. Neil Perry, yeah. trait. And I think laziness. <laughs> laziness. Yeah. And in yourself? Dislike, dislike. And I dislike. Mm, I'd have to say I've got a bit of ADD. I hate that, that I'm not focused sometimes and I'm talking to people. I, I find it difficult to be present and in the moment, which can be frustrating and disrespectful. I don't think I'm the best listener, not because I don't want to listen, just because, again, there's probably a hundred million things everywhere. going on in your brain at any given time. And I think everyone's got a bit of negative self dialogue and it's never good enough. So I, I never, that. the average door. Yeah. Don't I choose, never, choose beautiful. I don't stop and say, well done. It's only in times like this when people are asking me questions. Giving you accolades. Exactly. She's blushing. She's blushing. I said, I am blushing. I said to my friend, okay, I'm going to go and feed my ego now. <laughs> <laughs> Describe yourself in five words. Driven. Uh, very sensitive. Uh, emotional. Hardworking. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ye old bucket list question. Oh, yeah. I mean, what oh do you, my. gosh, what do you still want to do? What do you still Travel. want to do? Travel is the only thing. Yeah? yeah. Before my grandmother passed away, she said, health and happiness. Don't worry about the wealth. Health and happiness. Yeah. And travel as much as you can. And it, I mean, I just came back from a trip to Rwanda, from Rwanda, and it was amazing. And then the trip to New York, and I've, it's the most enriching thing. How do you want to die if you had a say in it? In my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Peacefully. No, I want to burn. <laughs> <laughs> Crash and burn. Okay. Crash and burn. So, so you don't want to be like, you don't want to choke on possibly the best pasta that I you've ever had. I do not want to choke your, on any pasta. <laughs> in your entire life. I mean, that wouldn't be ideal. I want to be thin when I die. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. Are you a feminist? Hmm. I suppose that's a tough question. You know, we didn't say it was an easy question. No, we said I, it's I, a very tough two-minute question. No, I wouldn't say that I'm a staunch feminist. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. But I... I, I I love that women are, are, are more and more empowered. I think um, for me, especially in my industry, it is a man's world. So it's, it's great to see women doing well. And hopefully Hillary's going to be the next president. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, well, one, we're waiting, we're we waiting. wait with uh, bated breath. But 
We're very glad that you came and spent the hour with us this afternoon. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Good luck with the book launch really tonight. Much. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. Good luck with the book launch tonight. It, it sounds like Aspasia is going to be introducing me at my book launch. Oh, well that, how long, saying a few words. How long have you guys known each other? Because I've so said that there's years. a... We can't say exactly how many because we okay. lie about it, our age. Because I'm 25, so when I was yes, born... Yes, yeah. <laughs> I met her when she was born. <laughs> Um, I was also just born <laughs> um, Recently no, Many, many, many years And well, we've always had fantastic banter <laughs> And actually, I suppose has been a good friend when I've needed her Very Oh, well, there you go yeah, That's the lovely the other way, the other way. And you're going to be introducing her tonight, yeah, Aspasia So there you go interviewing you. Well, I'm going to ask you the very tricky, hard question Do not, do not, <laughs> do not <laughs> Just okay. a, not an interview, just a Couple uh, of words. Yeah. Well, good luck for tonight. Uh, the book is called Timeless Cafe Class- Classics, Natasha Sidiris. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad I finally made yes, it. Yes, we're glad too. <laughs> uh, join us again next week, Thursday, same time, right here on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.